Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, here comes the... Booyah! What's up with your boy, Joe? What's up, everyone? And to my other, other right, coming straight out of Krakoa, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. You better be careful. I might not be there next time. Oh, and Logan, stay away from my girl. And also, coming from a remote location, it is Derek D-Rock Murray. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks so much for having me back. This is exciting. Absolutely, man. Thanks for uh, joining the Nerd World Order broadcast one more time. So, ladies, gentlemen, and knights, about a week ago, I was reading an article. Derek was running through basically all of the, all the movies all the TV shows of Phase 4 in the MCU. And I was like, man, Derek got it all wrong. But <laughs> I hit him up and I said, like, dude, you know, um, I, I definitely don't agree with you, but I appreciate you putting out that article. And that's what has spawned this conversation today, which is going to be is Phase 4 a failure. Because Derek did such a great job of running through all of the MCU Top to bottom, his favorites, his least favorites, which he got wrong. So, Derek, if you could do the <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, and knights a favor and just tell us about your article and the rankings. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I I had just come off of Multiverse of Madness. Uh, so I I'd done the review for that one. And I I was just kind of overwhelmed by just how different it's it is from pretty much everything we've seen, right? It it trickles in and it you know, kind of connects to, you know, Loki and WandaVision and all these things we've kind of seen before, but it's so vastly different in tone and just, you know, you, you got the, it basically feels like Evil Dead 4. So uh, that that just got me thinking like, what what is happening here? Like, how do we, how do we kind of organize our thoughts with so many different types of things coming out? Because, you know, admittedly, phase four is, is, all over the place so whether you like it or love it or hate it or not like you have to admit it's all over the place and so i i just kind of was like you know what let me just rank what we have right now um and just kind of you know gauge it as i see fit and and go from worst to best uh and and you know uh see, see what happens and uh, it clearly struck a chord because i'm here to talk about how wrong my <laughs> list is <laughs> Um, did you put Falcon and Winter Soldier dead last? I'm trying to remember. No. So no. actually, Black Widow was dead last. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Black, Black Widow was dead last. And I did make a disclaimer because I, and I will, I have no problem discussing this. I actually genuinely enjoy a lot of the things that have come out of phase four. Um, and Black Widow, I actually enjoyed Black Widow. I, I didn't hate the film. Um, but on the larger scale of the phase, uh, it, it is 
way too little too late and and doesn't even really feel like a phase four movie it it feels like it belongs in like phase one and they just released it years and years after <laughs> that story mattered and so it, it it is firmly cemented as as probably one of one of the worst in in my opinion i definitely agree with that especially given the fact that to your point it is phase four when it it was it was overdue years ago, you know. Starting off strong, Derek. I agree with you <laughs> on your least uh, on your least uh, best movie. I guess that's right. Uh, okay, so looking at this, the question is: Is Phase Four a failure? In anticipation of this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast, we posed the question to the ladies, gentlemen, knights of the NWO. Slightly different than the question that we're posing here: Is Phase Four a failure? The question that we posed is, has phase four of the MCU been a disappointment so far? Here is what the NWO had to say. 64%, 64% of you actually said, no, it's not a disappointment so far. 16% said, come on, DC can't even get past phase one. 12% of you said, yes. You agree with me, the man that you call Dukes. Phase four is, in fact, a failure. And then it looks like Mr. Logan Harvey added an additional question. And 6% of you agreed with Logan Harvey, which is that phase four has been very hit or miss. So looking at it, it looks like the Nerd World Order is very strongly in favor of uh, phase four. However, we're a little bit divided. Uh, let's see what the ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order had to say. Uh, Mr. David Neff said, yes, for the love of holy hell, yes. So David agrees with me. Phase four is a failure. Mr. Dylan Del Rio, uh, shout out to Dylan, had a lot to say about phase four of the MCU. Dylan said, gonna be blunt. There are times when I wish it had just ended. Not out of spite or anything, just because they had a plan since phase one, and now with the plan complete, it feels like they're throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. I'll give them points for creativity, but I think the best to do now is to take a break, because let's be frank, this is never going to end for a while, and set up a plan, and then come back to it later. Then Dylan went on to say, it's an overload. In material and a lot of it hasn't been good spider-man and strange were good the other movies were not shang chi was the best of them and it had like seven flashbacks the tv show started off interesting and have really been on a decline but it's possible that thor will be great and black panther is well we'll see dylan then went on to say i really hope they learn from this I'm all for more content, but there is such a thing as spreading yourself too thin. Like, I really want She-Hulk to be good, but the CGI shown up so far is unacceptable. And yes, it's a comedy, the writing could be good, and it's possible that the CGI is being improved. But the fact is, they decided that was unacceptable to preview. And while I'm not worried about the show writing-wise, if the main character constantly looks like that, then that's going to be a massive problem. And Ms. Marvel, I have no strong feelings on. Could be good, could be bad. I think Kamala is adorable in the comics for whatever that's worth. 
Dylan says, sorry, that was a lot. Well, it wasn't really a lot, Dylan. It was, but that's what the Nerd World Order is about, is getting into discussing uh, nerd fandom and what we love the most. So thank you very much for doing that, Dylan. Uh, thanks for always being a part of the Nerd World Order. Uh, Dave Guione said, it feels to me like they are feeling out how to have the MCU movies tie in with the shows, which I think is a really cool idea, but it takes time to get the proper rhythm going with it. I see more struggles, but I've been enjoying phase four overall so far. Adam Moore, staying as positive as Alfonso. I've enjoyed every single MCU movie to date. Thanks, Adam, for that. Uh, Josh Elwell said, is it showing a couple of cracks? Yes, but I think that's part of the fun. Phase four has been a lot of uncertainty woven in, but it's still more tightly wound in storytelling than its competitors. So in other words, hey, it's not DC. Now our boy uh, B. Alex Thompson, who is a hell of a writer, B. Mr. Alex Thompson, we'd love to have you on the show sometime to talk about your creative work, but we'll see how you answer the question also positive like Alfonso. I'm enjoying phase four and I look forward to even more. Even on the lower points, they're not as rough as most of phase one and the first half of phase two. Okay, I'll take that, Mr. Alex Thompson. So overall, looking at the ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, they seem like they don't feel like phase four is a failure. I feel like a lot of folks brought up some very valid points, but let's get into this, ladies, gentlemen, Knights of the Nerd World Order. I'm going to turn it over to Derek D. Rock Murray, ya boy Joe, and Alfonso. Let's get into this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast to discuss, maybe even to debate, is phase four a failure? I'm going to start with the X-Man, who is our ray of sunshine. So you know what he's gonna say. He's got the he's got the uh what is it, the hug care emoji t-shirt? You know where he's <laughs> going with this. So so just overall general question, X-Man, is phase four a failure? Uh no, that would be no. <laughs> I mean, it does have some lows, but I'm gonna go with no overall. Overall, it's no. Okay. Uh oh. let's see here. Let's turn it. Oh, go ahead. I, I got one, one thing for Derek. You're right. The one thing about Black Widow, it doesn't belong. You know, like Indiana Jones says, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does. It, it really does. <laughs> okay, Derek. So your opinion, is phase four a failure? So I I am going to say no. Uh, I, I don't think that it's a failure. I do think uh, that it is a frustrating phase um uh, across the board so i i genuinely understand people's kind of wtf approaches to what's happening here um so but i is it a failure i i would say no okay got it now here comes the booyah blow them away joe <laughs> failure? it depends uh, it depends on one's perspective right if you're looking at the the casual marvel fan from the movies to them, it's a failure because they're so used to that buildup, and that's what they're expecting. But this phase is not doing it for the. Also, for a casual fan who's not doesn't know as much comics historian behind it, like us three in this in this uh, call right now, 
it's good for the casual fan to watch and pick up any of these shows or movies in the phase and pick up and you know not have to watch a previous movie to watch the next movie. So I mean it really depends on the fan of of what they feel about it. For me, it's like I'm cool with anything because anything extra that we can get, <laughs> I'm okay with it. You want to put more TV series on Disney Plus, you want to make more movies, I'm okay with it. it just means more stuff we can watch and critique. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Joe. And I think everything that you said is what makes me arrive at the point that Phase 4 is, in fact, a failure. Marvel, the MCU, as we often discuss, is a product that's not for the average comic book fan. Uh, It's for folks that uh, were probably introduced to Marvel through the first Iron Man movie. Maybe they saw like Spider-Man on TV, something like that. Uh, So from that perspective, um, it, it just really feels like they're not giving the casual fan what they need, you know, because unfortunately it's a formula at this point and you just have to give them the casual, you know, what the, whatever the casuals want, because it's a business. They're trying to make money. Um, I feel like they're, instead of not taking enough risks, they're kind of playing it safe. Now, what I mean by that is I feel like they're going with like bigger name stars, established directors like Sam Raimi, instead of what they did in phase in phase one, two, and three, um, they just, they're like, Hey, here's this new director. He made like one or two good movies, or she made one or two good movies. We're going to give them a chance. You know, they went with unknown stars, whereas, you know, it's like Eternals. Oh, it has Angelina Jolie. And, uh, what's, what's your girlfriend's name, Joe? Boo, Sama Hayek. Dibs. <laughs> it was trash. Dibs. I yeah. Dibs. <laughs> I'll fight anybody on the show for her. I <laughs> hey, I would too, man. Crush from Desperado, huh? <laughs> oh, heart. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That set it off right there. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love man, it. I'll let you Have you seen Everly? Ever what? Everly? Never. Mm-mm. Joe, you cannot call her your girlfriend until you've seen Everly. I'm sorry. Just. Okay. As soon as we're done, just go watch Everly. It's Sama Hayek trapped in an apartment with a gun. It is amazing. Yeah. Oh, wait. You know what? I think I might have saw that the trailer for that years ago. It's an older movie, right? Uh, It's a little bit older. Not super old, but it's chef's kiss. I love it so much. (laughs) Totally not about phase four, but you distracted me with the hotness of Sama Hayek. Oh, yeah, dude. Sama Hayek. Anytime you have the opportunity to talk about Selma Hayek, Joe's always down. So, you know, my point is it really feels like they're going safe. They're bringing in the big name stars. And that wasn't the formula that worked before. So as a result, they're not really putting too much effort into making store, making sure the story's good. And I feel like that's the biggest problem, whether it be a continual story or an individual story. That's why I'm going to say failure. <laughs> Hey, hey, Dukes, I'd like to add to what you were saying there. You know, you, you have a point, and, and what you're saying is it doesn't have that Marvel feel. And one thing Stan Lee based all this on was every comic should be somebody's first comic, and they're kind of getting away from that. So so I see your point there. Still don't think it's a failure, but I see your point there. Um, <laughs> um, one thing uh, Derek wanted, I wanted to mention about Derek's uh, mentioning of Multiverse of Madness, he said the tone was a little off. It was different. Now, avid X-Men reader all my life, right? I've read, picked up some Doctor Strange books. I've picked up some Fantastic Four books, Silver Surfer. They all have different tones. You know, that, that's the beauty of Marvel. There was something for everybody. And I like that they're doing that with the movies. 
you know, I, I like that Doctor Strange had a little bit of a horror aspect to it, you know? I like the Ramiisms because, you know, I'm just a geek like that. But all in all, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty stoked for it. It's interesting when you talk about the Ramiisms because as I was thinking about it, I think of Sam Raimi as like your high school crush, right? Like, wow, <laughs> this was really good in like high school. Wow, I want to see it again. But when you go to that class reunion and you see Evil Dead 4, ah, it just didn't hold up well over time, you know? But still worth the wait. wait. No, yeah, wait. No, I was going to say ride. I should have. No. It's, it's too late because you just said ride. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's really my point is that um, – you know, it, it just feels like, like I said, with, with the directors that they're using, they're, they're taking it safe. And, you know, I think Sam Raimi's a perfect example. Sam Raimi, definitely an icon. He did his thing in like the 90s and maybe early 2000s. But as it is now, his style just, it's kind of like he tried to make a Marvel movie fit into his style instead of fitting his style into a Marvel movie. Um, and because they're not allowing new people who are hungry and are willing to fit that Marvel mold get into it, I feel like they're getting away from that. What do you guys think? I, I'm going to push back a little bit um, because I actually think that uh, while well, I will agree that uh, – so th there's, there's a couple things that kind of mix into this. So one, Marvel has literally created a new medium in the way that we watch films. Over the last decade, uh, they have quite literally transformed the way that people consume media um, on, on a level that I, I don't even think they understand how much they have literally changed the way we experience content. Um, and, and all of that is just their that Marvel machine that you're talking about where, you know, you're, you're taking the, the Russos and, and you're literally transforming things like the winter soldier and uh, you know, uh, uh, civil war and then infinity war and Endgame and, and all these things that have this massive 10 year connection that has never been done before. They are constantly treading into new ground, but mostly what I think is happening in this case is phase four is a victim of Marvel's own success. Right. Marvel literally created a machine and now they're I almost feel like they're trying to find different cogs in that machine and they're trying to move that machine a little bit differently into new territory. But the problem is everything about this machine is new. So nobody has any idea where or what they're supposed to do in the first place. Right. Because we all want we all want the end game buildup again. We want them to just rinse, recycle and repeat. Uh, but. To me, and this is one of the reasons I don't think that phase four is a failure, because they're not doing that, because mm -hmm. they're not just washing off origin stories and just repeating the new, you know, because it could be very easy for them to just leave everybody off an endgame, start with all young Avenger, new warrior, you know, whatever, just start that from scratch and we mm -hmm. get a solo Kate Bishop movie and we get a solo you know the you know, Wanda's made up kids, and you know we get a solo Yelena film, which was basically Black Widow, but that's beside the point. Uh, they, so they could have done that, right? They could have just done the origin story, rinse and recycled, put them all in one. But instead, they are they are legitimately trying to change their own 
narrative and change their own path, um, which is very difficult because they set this path to begin with and there's no blueprint. There's nobody to tell them what they should and shouldn't do uh, because they don't even know and nobody's done it before. So, uh, so there's that. And then the second part I push back on is I actually think a lot of these stories are incredibly unique and incredibly different uh, and, and very special. I think I ranked WandaVision pretty high. Um, if, if not number one, it was definitely in the top three for sure. Uh, and I, I've been saying this for a while, but I don't think anybody's actually listening to Kevin Feige because he told you from the minute phase four was about to start, he said, we're going to get weird and it's going to be different. And then mm -hmm. things got weird and things got different. And everyone mm -hmm. was like, wait, where's my MCU phase one? Like they all just lost mm -hmm. it. As he, he literally told you we are going to get weird. Um, and and I, I genuinely love what they've done uh, with that. And then, sorry, not to drag on too long, but the third part of that is we've never had tie-in TV shows in the MCU. Mm -hmm. That is a totally different thing. And I think they are, I will say they're not necessarily doing it as well as we would hope, but it is very difficult to continue a tie-in story while including films and also including television shows that all have to continue on their own narrative while also connecting. They've never done that before. And I think Disney plus has just changed the way that they're getting these stories across. So you're already inventing a new element that they've never touched before and no one's ever tried to do it. No one has tried to release brand new television series while you're releasing new movies and have all of those things tell a similar story or lead to something. So uh, I, I will agree that it's probably a mess, uh, but I think some of those critiques that call it a failure, I, I just don't know. I don't know that I can subscribe to that, and those would be the reasons why. <laughs> Joe, you're ready to jump in. What do you have to say? Uh, I agree with a lot of stuff that Derek said. I think you had that WandaVision rank number one. That's, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I didn't give that that show a chance. Actually, I, I think the first two, uh, first episode, I was like, "What's this crap, dude?" And then Dukes is like, "No, man, it gets better. You need to watch it. You know, hang in there." Uh, but I think like everybody knows, because you know, like you know, we read comics. Everybody knows Kang in the multiverse is going to lead to Secret Wars. The problem is, we all are expecting to do every movie and every TV series to lead us there instead of it being implied that it's going to happen. We, some fans, and this is why I think Alan loses it. Cause he's like, he likes the continuation of it where it leads to every movie to a TV series to so that. Then you get the big payoff. You're like, Oh my God, the big payoff. And every movie, I mean, the door's coming out, dude, you know, it's not going to connect to anything or is it, you know, <laughs> and our biggest, and me and Alan was talking about this when we were at the Ontario comic-con is, our mind is our biggest disappointment as far as like when you watch Moon Knight, we're like, oh, you got to have the God killer there because it's just when God, some of them are dead. He's got to show up in there. Now, the first, the beginning of the phases, that would have happened. You would have had the God killer killing some of the Egyptian gods and you're like, that leads into Thor because yeah. Moon Knight and Thor. They're not doing that anymore. And so our, our own mind is our worst enemy because we keep coming up. Dude, we did like a Doctor Strange episode and like all over my, hey, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. None of it happened. None of it. And you were like, okay. I mean, it was still good. I enjoyed the movie. 
But sometimes our mind can create so much of a better scenario. And when that doesn't happen, you get kind of disappointed. And I think that's the problem. All of us are coming up with our own vision of how Marvel, even though Kevin Feige has been doing it for a hot minute, we have our own hot take of how we think he should do it. And it goes from in, in, in Kevin Feige, we trust to like, what's this guy doing? But to your point, he did say it's going to get weird and, and it's going to be different. Yeah. yeah. And, and, really, I, and I'll even piggyback on that as well and say, there's no streamline. We don't, there's no straight line that we're used to. Mm -hmm. We're like, everything filters into one thing. And like, even with Kang and the Secret Wars, I have no idea how that's supposed to happen. No clue. <laughs> We've had 11 outings so far, and yeah. I am no closer to figuring it out than I was yeah. before. And by this point, in any other phase, we know. We already mm -hmm. knew by the yeah. end of phase one, yeah, Thanos is coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know when, but we know he's coming, and we know exactly what's going to happen. And we don't yeah. have that. We have no prediction whatsoever. So every piece that gets added, our mind is trying to put it all together. Mm -hmm. but we only have like the borders of the puzzle. We have no idea what the yeah. picture is supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're all, you got this piece? You got that piece? I yeah. that piece. <laughs> is this one upside down, sideways? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's backwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I, I'm so glad that you reminded of the, reminded us reminded us of that because I totally forgot about that where he said things are gonna get weird. And, and, you know, I appreciate that. I, I'd like to be guessing. I, I, like, I like to figure out, you know, try to figure out what's going to happen in my mind's eye. And I like to be fooled because sometimes they make things as plain as day. This is going to happen. It's going to go this way. And all of a sudden you get slapped in the face and nope, we're going this way. You know, I, I love it. I, I love to be taken on the journey. I love to be taken on the ride. And, you know, they're not always going to, they're not always going to, you know, get you somewhere. They're not always going to be great, but it's still a ride nonetheless. And I'm going to ride it. Okay, guys, from now on, when I look at you and say, this is going to get weird, that means this is about to suck. It's not the that's, same. That's code for this is really going to suck, guys. So here's my thing. I think my biggest, well, several, but one of my disappointments with Derek talked about incorporating television shows into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm which initially the thought was okay we're okay my thought to joe's point it's my thought kevin Feige didn't tell me this i made this up myself <laughs> but my thought was that we're going to accelerate getting to a pivotal point in the marvel cinematic universe because we're going to have television shows that are filling in that gray area and then movies, which are more of a tentpole, which then says like, hey, everything you saw here is leading up to this point. Then we sort of move down a little bit to the cinematics, which takes more time to build the story, but it goes more in depth into the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe. What I feel like they're doing, which I don't like, is that I feel like they're building several different uh, tentpole moments within the MCU. So what I mentioned before is I feel like, you know, Joe's talked about Midnight Suns. It feels like maybe they're moving in that direction. Uh, you know, of course, we have the possibility of Secret Wars. They're moving in that direction. And then they're bringing in the Kingpin. Uh, so they're moving in more of a street-level direction. It just really feels like they're moving in multiple directions. And after so many television shows and so many movies, 
as a person who loves the comic books, who loves the movies, I have no idea of where they're going because they're moving in so many different directions and have no apparent ability to bring it all back together. You know, I, I think what we're doing is we're looking at everything, making thinking that everything needs to matter. You know, why not? Well, we got a Yelena over here. We got a Kate Bishop over here. You know, they're they're taking little pieces of everything, and that's what's going to come together in the in the end, right? My opinion. But you know, I I don't think it's going to be just this all encompassing thing like this comes over here. Like we're going to get all the Eternals. No, we don't need all the Eternals. We just need the guy who can fly and shoot lasers out of his eyes. You know. <laughs> Oh, he's dead. <laughs> I think they're they're using a TV series to introduce characters that they don't have to do in the movies. Like to um, Derek's point with the Eternals, that could have been on Disney Plus. Should have. <laughs> yeah. So been. if it was yeah. on Disney Plus, it'd be we'd be I'd be okay with it. You know, like I didn't want to go watch the movie. <laughs> I think it'd be okay. It's a Disney Plus series, but I think that's what they're doing on these. TV or these uh, series that they're creating on a Disney Plus is they're they're putting in all this character you point out and they're making all these different characters and they're making and you don't know where they're going, but if they show up in a movie, you already know who this character is. You don't have to waste a certain amount of time in the movie to explain where this character's at, who this character is, why is this character in this movie, right? So like they could do that all with Disney Plus. So if they do come out with their Midnight Suns or whatever a movie, let's just say if they did. You don't have to explain Moon Knight. Yeah. Everybody knows who he is. And they did that yeah. with the TV series as opposed to the movie. Yeah, I I I can see the uh I can see the frustration though, because I think I think we did have that mindset, kind of like what you're saying, Alan, where we all thought, oh, okay, you're gonna do TV shows and movies. So you're right, we get this accelerated motion of things that all connect. And then we got the series, and most of them really do feel pretty isolated. Like aside from aside from WandaVision directly feeding into Multiverse of Madness, almost every television series kind of exists on its own. I mean, Hawkeye feels as isolated as a Christmas special as it actually is. Like, mm -hmm. sure, we get Kate Bishop, and I'm sure she's gonna show up again, but like you can literally just watch Hawkeye from start to finish write it off and nothing else that happens afterwards matters. Um, Moon Knight, I feel like is kind of the same thing. It's actually what I, to, as much as I'm defending that phase four, Moon Knight was probably the most egregious example of exactly what you're talking about, where mm -hmm. this series just happens. It feels so contained and so just self told, but we're supposed to expect that it somehow connects to this, larger universe without any explanation of the fact that oh by the way egyptian gods are real and they walk among us like mm -hmm. what <laughs> what mm -hmm. is happening like so i i get the frustration so I, I do think that and again to joe's point of just our mind thought that that's what was going to happen and i think we are kind of slowly figuring out that these series are, are going to exist more in their own worlds and connect much, much, much later if they connect at all. I think, I think phase four is really trying to just experiment what happens with just creating series for characters that might not be the Captain America level of Avengers, might mm -hmm. have some effect in Secret Wars, might have some effect when we fight King, might show up later, but if they don't, at least they got to explore what Moon Knight does. And that's 
that's kind of where I think some of these series are falling, where it's like, we're probably never really going to see Hawkeye again. We're probably, honestly, as much as I know that they want to bring Moon Knight back, we probably won't see Moon Knight for a very long time. Like, it's going to be a long time before he comes around. And so I think we just have to start recognizing that a lot of these series are going to exist on their own um, and they're not necessarily going to connect to everything in this larger picture. Now, that could be good or bad and you can take it or leave it however you want, but I do feel like I, I think that's the change that that's kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Derek, as you were talking, I went back to my childhood and I thought about this huge toy box that I had, right? And you get this toy and you're playing with it and you're super excited about it. And then for some reason it drops down to the bottom of the toy box to get another toy and you're playing with that, right? And then that drops down to the bottom of the toy box and you forget about it, right? I feel like that's what's going to happen with phase four, possibly into phase five, right? Because they're introducing so much stuff. And to your point, maybe we will see this person later. Maybe we won't. We don't know. But the problem is when that character falls to the bottom of the toy box, you're going to forget about him. And when Moon Knight comes back in like phase six, people are going to be like, I don't care about Moon Knight anymore because I've seen 12 other characters between now and then. And that's why I say that phase four is a failure because by introducing characters, but not making them important within reasonable amount of amount of time or perhaps projecting that they're going to be important later on they lose their significance and it just feels like a wasted experience to me okay didn't you just describe toy story (laughs) 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 and what happened at the end of story toy story wrapped up any um, any any love for squeaks (laughs) unfortunately gentlemen i have only seen toy story one and two three is so yeah. You can skip four. It, yeah. Four is worthless. Yeah. Three is amazing. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, don't watch three. If you if you don't want to cry, don't watch three. Oh, the, the whole like, oh, what are we doing? And just, oh my god, my heart. I know that I know they're not gonna die, but they think they're gonna die, yeah. and that yeah. is just worse. It's absolutely worse. Let's um, just accept our fate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so heartbreaking. You have to watch it. Um, yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying, Alan. I, I do. I, I, I do. I, I think there's I it's funny because you mentioned the toy box and I started thinking of like I almost feel like phase four is the way that I used to play with toys, where like there was no rhyme or reason as to why any of these work together. So like there was a G.I. Joe that was somehow mm-hmm. paired with like an Aladdin action figure, but then like Batman showed up for some reason, and then like mm-hmm. I don't know, there was a Lego involved somewhere, and you're just like no, no, no. In my mind, this all makes sense. But if anybody is watching me play with toys, they're like, what is going on right now? Like, why is Aladdin talking to Snake Eyes? What is happening? Bro, that's all I ever did. So I was cool with yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, Maybe that's why so we right. like these movies yeah. so much, because yeah, you've got right. all these people coming together, you know, like like we would do when we were kids, because yeah, yeah. I've been right there, you know, I, I had Snake Eyes riding Battle Cat, right? We all did that. So let me throw another question at you guys, because initially I had one perspective. And as I thought about it, my perspective changed. So I'd really like to know how you guys feel about phase four in the sense of, I feel like they're taking a lot of, uh, let's say, creative liberties with the characters, with the stories, 
as far as like this is how the character felt to us or should feel to us as comic book readers but then the way that they're portraying them in the films is a little bit askew and i feel like the stories that we're used to seeing are a little bit askew so my question to you guys is is that a problem or am i just seeing that as a problem Joe, I'll let you jump in because I know you're a comic book nerd for life. <laughs> it, 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 I enjoy the movies a lot more when I don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, because it's not – when I'm that guy, I'm just like, oh, they didn't do it this way. They should have did it that way. You know, and I'm and, and that's a tough part to, to not – to tell yourself to like it's just a movie – Feige and their creative team is going to do what, I mean, they're, they're meeting up, I think right now or real soon for the 10 year plan of what they want to do. So they're going to do, they're going to do what they want to do and you just have to accept it. And if you want to, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to separate the comics and the movies. If you want the comics and read the damn comic, you know what I mean? If you want the movie, it's going to be different. And that's a tough part because all of us have our own, you know, podcasts. We write articles, and we have our own opinion because comics almost skews the way we think about these movies and how we perceive them and how we think they should be. And then they don't turn out that way, and then we get upset. We're like, "Well, the comic, we, we, it's tough not to be that guy." Well, the comic, but they did it this way, you know. Or if you try to explain, like, I, I get into an argument with Tyler at my work all the time because he doesn't read the comics and he wants to argue with me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this and this and that. And he's like, well, he didn't even know what Secret, Secret Wars 2 was. So he's arguing with me. He's arguing about when Spider Man, that's when Spider Man got his suit. And I'm like, bro, that's the first Secret Wars. The second one is the one where they're leading to. And he's like, what? I'm like, and that's the problem with reading comics. You, you find yourself arguing with someone that's, you know, that doesn't read the comics but watches the movies. And that's the, that's the, that's the fine line. That's what, that's what the, the tough thing about that. And so, so for me, it's just, I enjoy it a lot more when I don't, when I don't try to read too much in the comics and in the movies, otherwise I'll, I'll be an angry person. I don't want to be that <laughs> You know, Joe, I, I agree. You got a really good point there, man. Um, you you kind of got to look at it with fresh eyes, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, there's too many times you got too many people, you know, being comic book guy. Well, uh, actually, you know, that's not the way they do it, right? You, you, you can't do that. You can't do it yourself. And I, I like to watch the movies just like that, like something new. But I love it when I find little things that Easter eggs, right? Things that I can relate. Like, oh, that's how they did it. But you know what they need to do? If they're going to go this route, they can't go around calling the MCU Earth 616 because that's a bunch of, yeah. It's not 616. Yeah. I um I, I agree. It, it's it's also really tough because some of these things that they're starting to get into. So I'll, I'll use the Eternals as as a great example because if you read the Eternals comics, uh, the Eternals is not weird enough in the movies. Like not even close. Eternals is like the bottom of the barrel of the MCU in right. in mm-hmm. all forms. Just just absolutely insane. Like, uh, and I'm sure you know this, Joe, but like. Trying to explain the Eternals on a comic book level, uh, yeah. forget it. Forget yeah. it. But no, yeah. no one is going to understand what you're talking about in any way. So the fact that they they even decided to move forward with them in in any mm-hmm. capacity is uh, you're you're absolutely going to ha- have to adapt that and make it 
honestly kind of stupid for the masses because the Eternals is just too weird. Um, and I, I think the other thing too that we as comic book nerds don't always like to admit, but we know it's true, is the comic the comic world in general has the ability to reset whenever stories get stale. And that's mm-hmm. something that we don't talk about enough yep. because if you have a long story and all of a sudden people are like, I don't care about this, you kill everybody and you reset the timeline. Like yep, yep. you can just do that in comics and they do it mm-hmm. all the yep. time. Um, and unfortunately, things like films and television, yeah, we might kind of want that, but they don't have that luxury. So they kind of have to, they have to kind of stick to their guns. They have to basically pick the narrative that they're going to move forward with. And for better or worse, they kind of just have to deal with it. Whatever those ramifications are, whether they're, you know, the greatest or the worst, they don't have the opportunity to just scratch the whole MCU and just start from the beginning and just give us rebirth Iron Man and give it, you know what I mean? Like we can't do that uh, in film and television. So it becomes very difficult because as much as we want our comic book knowledge to influence what we're watching, we have to allow for those types of adaptions. Um, and uh, admittedly, not all of them are great. I, I I admit that there's a lot of things that they've done, especially in this phase that, yeah, I don't, I don't know that this is necessarily handled in, in the best way, but at the same time, they're, they're doing this without a lot of luxury. So not only are they getting weird, but they're getting weird without a reset button. Uh, and that's, that is one hell of a challenge right there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, I can see Marvel trying to find a way to make that work, some kind of reset, you know, some kind of reboot, retcon, whatever. Because the truth of the matter is, you know, Iron Man is a moneymaker, right? You want to bring him back. It's not necessarily going to be Robert Downey Jr. You know, Spider-Man's going to be forever. You know, it's like, well, we got to bring him back, but you can't really use, you know, um, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> no, no, the other one, Tom Holland, you know. Yeah. So there, I think there's going to be a time there's going to definitely have to be be a time when they're going to be like, oop, reset button, because, you know, they're going to want to use these properties that have gained, you know, grown so much money. They, I mean, how are you going to not do that? You know, you know, you, you've already got Robert Downey Jr. aged out. You've got, you know, you've got Captain America. He's, well, he's not, I mean, you know, Steve Evans, is that his name? Evans? Steve? Chris, Chris Evans. Chris, Chris Evans. I went to high school with Steve Evans. That threw me off. <laughs> but, but, you know, high you got the crush. <laughs> right. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you got all the Chris's, you know, the Hemsworth, the Evans, the <laughs> Pratt. There's like you know. nine Chris's in the MCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, in, in 10 years, we're going to need Scott's because we're out of Chris's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you, they're going to have to find a way because, you know. Especially they're going to be rebooting the X Men soon. Maybe then the Marvel movies won't really make as much, you know, not make as much sense, but not really need to be needed because you got all the X Men. So I'm going to be okay with that. And there's always Mephisto. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> X Men. Oh. I am going to have to disagree with you, even though you are wearing the hug care emoji T-shirt. I I can't give you a hug on this one. Okay, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Marvel that has always been persistent, and DC does it too, and it's kind of annoying, but it works and we buy into it, is if you love Peter Parker, you'll love Black Peter Parker as Miles Morales. If you love male Peter Parker, you'll love Jessica Drew as Spider-Woman. 
and so we don't need to have a new Peter Parker because we have like Peter Parker light, Peter <laughs> Parker with two X chromosomes, right. Peter Parker is a young black Miles Morales like that. How dare you? Blasphemy. <laughs> And, and how often on this podcast do we say, man, I hope they bring Miles Morales in because oh, you haven't had me on enough. <laughs> everything, man. Oh, right. So, so that that's why I feel like these characters can go away and they can come out with something similar and it's, it's just going to be close enough, you know? Yeah. So that's why I think that it, they don't need to, you know, have that reset or reboot button or anything like that. Um, yeah. That's what I think about that. Sorry, X Man. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think you're necessarily too wrong, though. I, I do think that eventually, because look, I know there's two things that I think loom heavy over this phase four. Right. Uh, one is there's a large percentage of people that just keep waiting for Marvel to fail completely. Like that. That is, they've made it their entire personality, and they're just <laughs> waiting for. They're just waiting for the MCU to just crash and burn. And be a huge disappointment and not make any money and basically make Sony movies from now on, right? Like that's there's a whole people that are like cheering for that. And and frankly, it's going to happen. Is it gonna happen soon? No, I don't think so. But that machine is going to shut down at some point. At some point, they're gonna run out of things that they're able to adapt, they're gonna run out of major stories, they're gonna run out of compelling characters, and when that happens. They will absolutely hit the reset button and try to redo what they've done. And it won't be as good, but they're absolutely going to try that. I think the other thing that looms very heavy, and I think this probably lends to your frustration, Alan, uh, is we have no idea how the X-Men are supposed to fit into this. And that is so new and so we don't know. Like, and every, yeah, every single iteration that's come out has had the Mephisto treatment where it's either Mephisto or the X-Men. What One of those two is going to show up in every single outing that's happened so far. Like, people were literally watching Hawkeye, a Christmas <laughs> special, waiting for Mephisto to show up at a Christmas tree. Like, yeah. we are... We, so I, I do think that inclusion, because we, we know they're coming, but everything that's supposed to have happened in the way that they... When you talk about comics... They should have been here by now. Like mm -hmm. they should in all the stories we've seen already, especially surrounding mm -hmm. Wanda and Doctor Strange and the multiverse and all of that. Like we should be filled to the brim with X-Men. And the most we got was an Illuminati knockoff. Like it just, you know what I mean? Like that, that's yeah. the closest we've gotten mm -hmm. so far. And it's mm -hmm. it, it's really frustrating. So I, I I think that's where part of that that phase four failure. Uh, really does come from because mm -hmm. we all want it, but there's no clues as to how it's going to happen. Is it? Here, here's some ideas. They don't got to do a reboot because you got the multiverse. They can bring in anybody they want and say, "Hey, yeah. it's the multiverse. Here, here you go." There's no. You don't need to do a soft <laughs> reboot. Second, what if they're tricking us in this in the Marvel universe you've been watching is not Ashley six one six? What if it's a different? A different version of earth and the actual 616 does have the mutants fantastic four and everybody else in it if, if you did it that way you wouldn't have to reintroduce iron man 
Well, he'd be a different Iron Man, but you could say that's the Iron Man of the actual 616. <laughs> and you have everybody in there. You have a Captain Mar- uh, Captain America in there, so it hasn't died yet because that's the 616. And what if the Marvel version that we have now is actually the Incursion one? Yeah, I mean, the only thing is I don't like the idea of 616 being anything but the comic books. You know, us right here, living now, we're in 1218. It's established. 616, comic books. The movies, the MCU... You know, Doctor Strange, you know, X-Men, that's all got to be a different, you know, there's a lot of numbers out there. There's infinite amount of numbers. Why are they choosing to put 616 on top of that? You know, it's, no, they got to they gotta get their own number. They could be three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't Mysterio say 616 and that Spider-Man? Yeah. He did. Yeah. So yeah. how does he know? Lucky guess. <laughs> you just make it make up a number. Hey, six one six. No, because, he reads the comics. <laughs> because phase four is a failure. That's why. <laughs> because because he just randomly said that, and then oh, but it's over here too. No, it's it's just a failure. And Joe, thank you for allowing the ladies, gentlemen, and knights to take their first shot during the entire broadcast because that's lazy writing. If we just say, oh, well, you know what? Everything we've invested in for the past. 20 years is fake. We're supposed to be over here. Dude, I'm just going to storm out. <laughs> no, you're not. Me and my grandkids are just going to storm out of the movie theater. <laughs> when I was a kid, movies were made right. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Again, it's just one of those theories that we all come up with that isn't I understand happen. it, bro. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. But it, you know, it's it's a good theory, but still. I, I think we also too need to remember, uh, and and I I I've tried to make this point more than once, but I think we also need to remember that as much as we adore the early phases of the MCU, they retcon stuff all the time. Like they there are so like if you actually sit down and watch it from start to finish, there are way too many loose ends because. They would start something and then they would abandon it and tie it mm-hmm. into something completely different. And that's, I think that's part of the gift and the curse of Marvel is that they're very good at making individual things seem like they are always supposed to connect. But if you really start to break it down and this, the 616, 1218, like that's, that's a great example where it's like, yeah, they, they snuck it into this movie, but like, there's no real context for it. It's just like this random, like this random guy that made up the number as if it's some backdoor, you know, thing that they can just go back and be like, Oh yeah. Remember when Mysterio made that up? Guess what? He didn't make it up. He's actually from, you know what I mean? Like we always do that. And I don't think we, I think we look a little too fondly on those previous uh, MCU Mm -hmm. things. Um, And I think phase four is doing that because we have more TV shows. We have far more opportunities to leave all these little backdoor things. So for us, when we hear it, we're like, no, that's not how that's supposed to work at all. But they're literally trying to open these things up so that if they get stuck, they can always go back and be like, mm-hmm. just, just like you were saying, oh, yeah, it's it's, it's actually 1218. <laughs> like they just they're giving themselves those outs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's frustrating because we don't have the full picture yet. Um, but at the same time, I, I think they're still they're still trying to leave little trails just in case. And I'm going to be honest, they probably will not go back and connect all of those dots. And this, this whole thing that we're talking about right now with Mysterio, honestly, it might never be addressed. 
They might not mm-hmm. even talk about it. They just open this little back door and then they just pretend it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. I think you bring up a really good point, Derek, <laughs> which is when I initially thought about phase four, I'm like, they're just taking way too many liberties. But when I look back at phases one, two, and three, they were taking all sorts of liberties. You know, they were just like, oh, don't worry about that. We'll just push this over here. And, oh, this is Civil War. Civil War with like 10 people. You know? (laughs) So when I look back on it, my initial thought was like, dude, what are they? They're just, they're they're taking all these liberties with my characters. But then I was like, but they've been doing that the entire time. And that's how they got to the end game. That's how they got to Infinity War is they messed up over here. So they said, oh, we'll connect this over here. So I'm okay with that in phase four now, as long as they actually do it. But right now they're not doing it. Just think if they would have had the Disney Plus show going on with Civil War, you would have had more characters. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Yep. No, yeah, you absolutely would have. That's that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah, me throw it would have been a totally different movie, honestly. Yeah. Oh, dude, it yeah, would totally, totally different you, movie. Yeah, because now they got uh Daredevil, they got Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, that whack Iron Fist, Moon Knight. We don't talk about Iron Fist, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it would have been a way more characters in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gentlemen, I am going to present something that is irrefutable and proves that phase four is a failure end credits now my thing about the end credits is they've all been disappointing and they've all led to absolutely nothing all of them in in and phase because, four you mean in yeah just in phase four okay all the phase four end credits and i'm i'm using hyperbole here okay all the end credits in the movies in the tv shows in the in the mid credits in the after credits whatever you want to call them they're all garbage and they're all leading nowhere what do you guys think about these phase four end credits? Come on, Dr. Strange gave us Cleo, man. Their mamu's what daughter? <laughs> I don't know how that works, but you know, he's got a new love interest. You know, they're going somewhere with it, they're gonna go stop an incursion. I mean, that gave us something, it was hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's one for me. Okay, keep going, keep going, gentlemen. <laughs> good end credits, name a good one. <laughs> In credits that you enjoyed in phase four that you feel like, damn, this is going to do something. And then did it actually pan out? <laughs> right. See, so what does Shang-Chi give us? What does Shang-Chi give us? I can't remember him. How the sad band. is that? Uh, one of First... the greatest karaoke moments of all time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fact, no doubt. Okay. Once again, proving my point. Proving my point. Why they make an Asian dude try to karaoke? Okay. Because that's Emotional what we do. damage. That's what we do. <laughs> we karaoke and butcher songs. Right, right. <laughs> I, you know, look, I, I've been trying very hard not to agree with you, Alan. I, I've worked, I've worked very hard this entire show <laughs> to not agree with you. Um, but, but I, I'm gonna go ahead and give you this one, man. I, I am. I'm gonna go ahead and give you this one, and I, and I'm gonna say that the majority of, if not all, uh, I, I would say that most of them have been rather disappointing. I, I think most of the time that they. Even if they didn't connect, I'd be fine with, but they just don't feel worth it. Um, and they feel like you have a lot more explaining than you do being able to just enjoy it. So, like, Clea is a great example. If you are not us, you have no idea what just happened. Like, 
you 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 are completely outside of a frame of reference of who she is, why she's Charlize Theron, how she's important, why she's cutting up a hole in the middle of the universe and sending him back into the dark dimension. Like, as a casual MCU fan, mm-hmm. even if you went to look it up, that's a whole different rabbit mm-hmm. hole. That, like, yep. you're probably not ready to go down. Um, <laughs> and so as interesting yep. as it might be for us, that's not anything that you want to try to explain uh, to anybody else. The ending of Eternals, I, I'll give you, is the exact same thing. Like, I had to go look it up and discover that it was Blade. There was nothing about that right. that told me that Blade was talking to this guy. And mm-hmm. if you don't know that he becomes the Black Knight when he grabs the sword and he actually becomes some weird, not superhero, but kind of superhero that pairs with the Eternals, like, if you don't know that, that scene makes absolutely no sense. So you don't even know what it leads to, even if you know what they're talking about. But most people have no idea what that, no clue what what just happened. Actually, the Eternals is probably the worst because they gave us that. And then they gave this random Harry Styles mm-hmm. half-brother of Thanos. Yeah. What? Okay, hold yeah. on. We got Pip the Troll. Pip the Troll is the bomb. Okay, no, so no. Alfonso's agreeing with me once again. But uh, hey, quick, but yeah, quick I'm, question. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I, I think it's been, I, I don't think many of the uh, end credit scenes have been worth it. And I don't, I even if I wanted to give them the pass and say, yeah, I think I can kind of figure out what they're leading to, I, I don't think they're very good. I, I don't think they're worth waiting for most of the time. So yeah, I'll, I'm going to give you, the, I'm going to give you this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't in Shang Chi didn't didn't they go through a portal with Wong at the end? One of the in, in credit scenes. Yeah, that was that was a whole karaoke scene. And oh, then that they, was yeah, yeah, yeah. And then well, they well, ended up they with did. looking at the bands. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, they yeah exactly the ten bands. They were like, well, it's right. not. It's been around for a long time. Okay, right. when is Shang Two coming out? Yeah, I can't even remember the name. Shang Chi. What is that to come out? You don't know, and so. You want us to wait that long? You know what, dude? I don't want to agree with Alan, but you're right. Because <laughs> the, the end credit scenes are terrible. Because like even I think probably the Loki ending one was kind of cool. Because yeah. you know, like you're like, oh, okay, obviously it panned out. The man you don't name came King is King basically. But basically, you see it and everything's changed. But when you have to wait to see that the next time, you, you know, it's going to be a while because none of the movies connect with that. But even like in the beginning phases, like the end credit scene led to the next movie and or big reveal, which is Anos. Every and you're right; these end credits lead nothing to nowhere. You're, well, it's nowhere. To be to be fair, the Loki one did lead to somewhere because if not for the events of Loki, Doctor Strange two would have never happened. Also, WandaVision. So the two of those, it, it couldn't because the TVA would have shut that down. They would have just shut it down. That's what they're there for. Right, he, playing with the multiverse, you can't do it with the TVA around. No, that actually happened with Doctor Strange. No, but doesn't the TVA? Oh, no, uh, so not Doctor Strange. Just, it, it's just a different version of the TVA. It's one that's yeah. controlled by Kang. So TVA still exists, which once again. <laughs> not, it's not the same TVA that it once was. No, it's it's not the same TVA, but right. it's a time variance authority. Right. They're 
stopping time variances. It but probably stands. Case, <laughs> it probably stands for something different now. It's like the value application, yeah. true value Avengers. Or something like that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, it, it's a challenge. I, I, I get. I, I definitely get what you're saying. And I, I even with the Loki one, I there, there's almost a part of me that wants. There's almost a part of me in this whole discussion. I, I feel like. I'm not coming around to say that it's a failure. I, I don't think that that's true at all. Um, but <laughs> but I will give you the end credits. And when you start to bring up the end credits, there's almost a part of me that wants the TV shows to just exist on their own and then just have all the movies. It, it, like, just do them both simultaneously, but they don't necessarily have to connect. And it, it, maybe that's what's the most frustrating about Phase 4 is – we were told that they're all going to connect and they don't really. And the end credit scenes are supposed to be our lead in to how they all connect. And then they don't like whatever happened in moon Knight doesn't tell me anything about what's going to happen later. Nothing. It's just a, okay, great. He's got a third personality. How does that influence the rest of the story? Like how does that lead into anything else other than, Egyptian gods are real. That's it. Like, that's the only thing I learned in Moon Knight. Like, so I, I almost feel like if you're going to do these individual contained stories, don't even bother with these. Incre just let them be contained stories. And then if you really want to do the MCU thing and retcon them, go for it. You can mm -hmm. you can always retcon why Moon Knight is important in this without doing anything within Moon Knight to tell me when it's going to be important. Um, yeah. I, I do want to yeah, say. I, I do want to say. Yeah, I, I agree. The end credits have been have been weak. So I'll give you that. The end credits have been weak. As far as far as Egyptian gods being put out there, so that we know that they're there. I mean, Thor the God Butcher has a name, so he's got to kill some gods, and yeah. I think it's more than just that big dog. You know what I mean? Somebody's got to go down. You know. Kashu may not be around forever, and Mark may end up keeping the powers somehow, but, you know, we, we don't know what happened to Anubis. You know, Anubis was the boat driver. Anubis wasn't there. We had Tower Records. <laughs> See, here's the problem, Alfonso. What you're doing is what leads to the disappointment with Phase 4, <laughs> right? You're filling in the blanks because they're not. You know, you're trying to create a good story because they didn't. And... <laughs> And as I thought about phase four more and more, I just said to myself, you know what? No more theories, no more, <laughs> because that, that intensifies my, my dislike of phase four, because I'm trying to fix something that they broke and I paid $12.50 for it, $15 now. I don't know. But, but that's my thing, dude, is, is you're doing exactly the problem is, is right. we're trying to fix it and it's just a hot mess. Makes sense. But all shall be revealed. All shall be revealed, but it doesn't. See, Alfonso, once again, <laughs> you keep me going, bro. It's never you, revealed. You don't know. Right now, you, you're right right now. I'll give you that. But it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Got to believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, gentlemen, um, you know, I feel like we've had a great discussion today. And I, I love that no one is really swayed in their opinion. Because at the end of the day, I feel like, hey, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm an MCU fan. I've been reading comic books for years. I'm still going to go. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. right. 
disappoint me all you want, I'm still gonna go. So, so where's the failure? Where's the failure? Now, Alan, Alan the failure? himself in an abusive relationship with the MCU. <laughs> we, we all have Stockholm but, syndrome. But, but there's no failure. Failure. There's no phase four failure if you're gonna spend money. I think for me, the reason I say that it's a failure is because it's not living up to my expectations at all. That's why I call it a failure. And the reason I call it a failure is because we collectively have been trying to fill in the holes for weak stories and weak plot lines. That's why I say it's a failure. It's better than the Matrix. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, now that is a failure. Um, and DC. I, I will give it, yeah. And I will give you that. <laughs> I, I do believe that I will I, I'm gonna give you the end credits and I am gonna say that there is a bit of disappointment as much as I've enjoyed all of them for their own merits. Um, if we take a step back and we look at it on a larger scale, I will admit to being somewhat disappointed. And I think my article was more I, I was individualizing them a little bit more and I wasn't really necessarily grading them on how they all connected. It was just, how did I feel when I was just watching them for what they were? Mm -hmm. um, but if we look at the larger MCU story, I'm not going to say it's a failure. But what I will say is I, I do think it is a little bit disappointing and, and absolutely frustrating. If anything, it's easily the most frustrated I've ever been with the MCU. So, Derek, thank you for, for writing the article. And thank you for mm -hmm. all the articles you write, man. It's like... Dude, I know you're traveling around the country and you're still finding time to write articles and you took time to hang out with us today, dude. You're you're yeah. just you're like legend, man. Thank you so much it. for being oh, thanks, on today. I, I do appreciate Thank you. that. I really appreciate do. It. I really do. And this is a blast. Whenever you guys want to have me on, just let me know. And if I'm free, I yeah, yeah. I'm totally down to do it. You guys are great. I love chatting with you guys. I, I love nerding out. So this, this is yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yes, sir. Derek, where can we find you on social media or wherever? Uh, you're still doing comedy, or no? You're traveling too much to do comedy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm traveling too much, man. I as much as I try to get done, I, I just have not been able to do stand up. Um, but you guys can definitely follow me on social media at DRock Comedy, DROK Comedy. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, just Derek Murray. Um, you can find me on the Jack of All Nerd Show. We've got tons of stuff on there uh, from Cineblokes, where I don a British accent and review movies. Uh, we do gargoyles. Uh, we do all kinds of stuff, tons of stuff on there. Uh, and then if you guys want to read reviews, I, I pretty much do at least a handful a week. Um, uh, you guys can check that out at nerdbot.com. Awesome. Thanks again for coming on, Derek. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I'm going to start with you, Derek, then Alfonso, then Joe. Any final thoughts, and we'll be out. Uh, no, I, I think I've summed it up pretty good. Like I said, I, I don't think it's a failure, but I do think it is a little bit disappointing, uh, and I do think it's definitely frustrating. If for anything else, uh, the, the MCU is very frustrating, and the fact that we have to kind of take them all individually for what they are rather than what they make together, um, I, I think that's something that's a little too new for us, and it's happening a little too rapidly. Uh, we're not really even able to, like, grab a hold of it and pull it back to something that we're comfortable with. Um, and there's good and bad to that, but I, I understand kind of the, the whole side of where, where people are falling. So awesome. I, I got you there, man. I, I still, you know, bright eyed and bush tailed. I'm loving every minute of it. And I, I can't wait to see what's to come. Um, you know, even if I have any kind of regret or disappointment, I'm still going to love it. You know, I just, I'll take it all day long. You know, I, I'll, I'll watch this over, 
over, you know, Mission Impossible or something, you know, give it to me. I want my, make mine Marvel. Excelsior. <laughs> Take it for what it is because it's still better than DC. Just think about the DC fan. Like you, Alan, as a Marvel fan, were you, oh man, uh, Phase 4 is disappointing. How do you think the average DC fan feels with that knockoff mustache that was still there that they tried to get rid of on Superman. That's what DC fans have to worry about. DC fans have to worry about what the hell is going on with Amber Heard, right? You have to, <laughs> as, a DC fan, as a DC fan, you have to pretend you want the eye air cut of Suicide Squad. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. That's something you really want. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when you look at it from that perspective, is Marvel really as bad as we think it is? The DC fan has been waiting for just – 50% of what Marvel can put out. And, you know, that's that's the DC fan, and they're not getting it, and then they've been waiting for a while. I like DC just as much as Marvel, and that's not going to happen. So for me, I'm not as disappointed as, say, Alan for the Phase 4. It is what it is. It's whatever they're trying to do with Phase 4 is still better than whatever DC is trying to put together. This concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah!